0: Radio Theater Project. Radio Theater Project. A radio drama series series featuring comedy, science fiction, and mystery. 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 Old stories and new. Radio Theater Project. Theater of the mind for today.
1: Beware of Captain Sharky. Where he goes, death follows. His cannons are fatal. His cutlass is sharp. His greed knows no bounds. Beware of Captain Sharky. Where he goes, death follows. He toys with women like a demon. His men dare not cross him. This is the bloody and violent tale of the pirate Captain Sharky, scourge of the Caribbean. Written by Arthur Conan Doyle. Adapted for radio by Sandra Hamilton.
0: So, you thought you'd give me, Captain Sharky, your foul corruption? No one can stop me. No one! Now I must go and find my ship and take her back from those disloyal dogs! (laughs) Ha ha ha!
2: Come on, you've had enough beer.
1: It's time to go home. I ain't had near enough. It's early and I'm staying. You'd best plan on spending the night here, then. I won't let you wake me and the kids. Come on, old woman, sit down and have a pint
3: yourself.
4: I seek Captain Ferguson in the merchant ship Laughing Rose. Does anybody know him? That's me. Oh, I'm Ferguson.
5: What do you want? I hear you've news of that villain Sharky. Aye. We thought we was rid of him when we heard he'd been put ashore with a Spanish leper woman. But he's picked up a crew and he's back to pirating. A leper? Aye, a leper. They say he strangled her and burned her body after they was put ashore. He tried to give it to him, but he couldn't catch the leprosy, the spider kissing and a cuddling on him before they noticed her scales.
4: John Sharky's luck seems never to run out. Tis a terrible shame. Why would you want to know about
5: Sharky? That
4: blight of the seas. Sharky is the devil that killed my family. My beautiful wife, two sons just finished with school, my whole family was aboard the Duchess of Cornwall when Sharky captured her.
5: Ah, uh, you must be Copley Banks then. I heard what happened to your family. I'm sorry for you. Sharky's a damn murderous villain indeed. I am told you've seen him recently. Wouldn't that I hadn't. Go on then, what happened? Uh, we was uh, coming back from a trade run and we seen a ship burning in the distance. Went to help. When we got there, the happy delivery came after us. You outran her? Aye, just barely. She was almost empty and we had advantage. Sharky had just taken on whatever was aboard the ship he burned. I could hear him laughing as we
4: made our escape. I hear his laugh is like Satan
5: himself. Tis a maniacal sounding laugh. Sort of like a demonic horse.
4: <laughs> Stays with you. Silent Sam, a man who had his tongue cut out by Sharky, has been writing me, and he drew this map. I want you to look at it with me and see if you can pinpoint where you saw the burning ship. I know what mute you speak of. Let's have a look at the map, then.
6: Why, good morning, Mr. Banks. It's been quite a while since you've come into our shipping office. I'm very pleased to see you again. Good morning, Mr. Freeman. And how may I be of service?
4: I see the ruffling Harry is in the bay. Yes, sir. She clears for the Windward Islands on Wednesday. I have other plans for her, Freeman. I have determined upon a slaving venture to Wydah. Slaving? But her cargo is ready, sir. Since it is one of my ships, I have decided then the cargo must come out again, Freeman. My mind is made up. So you'll be sailing? Aye, I have not lost my sea legs. If you will kindly follow orders, I will be taking her out tomorrow. Very well, sir. I'll have the longshoremen begin changing the cargo immediately. Very good, Freeman. See to it. Aye, aye.
6: Arbormaster, how's cargo loading going? It's going well. It ain't polite to say so, Freeman. But I think
1: there's truth to the rumors that your boss has lost his senses. I reckon it's
6: been ten years or more since he set sail. Oh, I think he's still got his wits about him, but he's got new plans he's not disclosing. Method to his madness, eh? No, well, Not a single trinket for trading to get slaves, powder and round shot enough to sink the armada, and water and provisions for a much longer journey than Waida. This isn't any slaving venture. You may be right. Look at the crew roster. None of his old, trusted hands
1: that have sailed with him before.
6: Yes, and the scum of the port on the payroll. He's hired Birthmark Sweetlocks as his first mate, and Israel Martin under him. Sweetlocks never goes anywhere without Martin as his mate anymore. There's another fellow, Silent Sam, on the roster.
1: I wonder where he came from.
6: I have no idea, just started showing up with Captain Banks. He calls him Silent Sam. The man disturbs me a great deal, making inarticulate sounds and staring so much. He's a bit like a little dog following Banks everywhere. All this has not escaped the governor's attention. There's them that have compared
1: Banks to Steed Bonnet, the planter of high reputation who gave it all up to go pirating.
6: I suspect that is why the Ruffling Harry shall be gone before they have the pleasure of a surprise inspection from Major Harvey. I expect you're right about that.
1: He may be a bit off his head, but Captain Banks is no fool. They're supposed to leave Wednesday morning, but I'm guessing that ship will disappear by Monday night.
4: We've been sailing for some time. Call the men aft, sweetlocks. I've something important to tell them.
3: Captain Manx is a call in a meeting. Get over here, men.
4: You all know we left earlier than planned. Now I shall tell you why. Listen up, everyone. You was all talking about this. I've chosen you, all lads of spirit, who would rather run some risk upon the seas than starve for living on the shore. King's ships are few and weak. We can master any trader that comes our way, as others would have done well at this business.
3: He's talking about pirating, lads. Most of you have done some. Some of you have done much. There's no reason why you should
4: not turn your tarry jackets into velvet coats. If you're prepared to sail under a black flag, then I'm ready to command ye. If there's any of you that wishes to withdraw, you may take the gig and row back to Jamaica.
3: You scared old women. Crawl over the side and back to safety. Let them go, lads. Let them go. Cowards they may be, but Captain Banks made a promise. Stand back. Let them go. Throw on home, you lily livered cowards. Scared little girls they are. Now, now, Israel. Right. Let's get on with business. All right, Gillette. Raise the Jolly Roger and let's talk about making some of you officers. Hooray! I nominate Sweetlock's
4: Quartermaster, and Israel Martin would make a great bosun. Hooray!
3: Done! At least have you have been pirates before. So you know, food is the same for everyone. No man shall interfere with another man's drink. The captain should have a cabin, but all hands are welcome to enter it when they choose, at their own risk.
4: All should share and share alike. Save only the Captain, Quartermaster, bosun, Carpenter, and Master Gunner. They each get another half-share for doing more work.
3: He who sees a prize first gets the best weapon off. He who boards first should have the richest suit of clothes offer. Every man might treat his prisoner, be they man or woman, after his own fashion. If a man flinches from his gun,
4: the Quartermaster should pistol him.
3: Light your marks here. ...to signify you agreed to these articles. (laughs) Captain, there's a ship off the port bow. Look
4: in your glass. What do you see, Sweetlocks?
3: She's a merchant from the Carolinas, the Mary Jane. I used to know a fellow that served on her as second mate, until I killed him. Come about, lads. We'll take the Mary Jane as our prize today. Step two. (laughs) She's slower than a week in jail. We'll be on her in minutes. Must be laden with this. I hope there's whiskey and wine in that hold. Maybe some gold and women too, eh?
4: Seems they'll give us a bit of fun in the taking of her. I hope they do. Come about and prepare to fight. <laughs> Set down the
3: gangplanks. Hurry! So you be the captain, let's see what you have to say to this.
4: What's that, Captain Harmon? I cannot hear you. I surrender! I surrender! I'll sign articles! Who else? There's only these two left alive, sweetlocks.
6: There's three. Us and the cabin boy. But we'll all sign articles if you'll spare us.
4: Get the boy out here, then. You two can sign and then start proving your worth by showing us the goods and helping load them.
3: The boy, he's wounded, he
4: should be fine. Put him in my cabin, Sweetlocks can doctor on him.
3: Settle down, lad. You've got new captain and new shipmates now. You're bloody fireheads. Aye, and you're one now, like it or not. Now let me see that wound.
2: I'm all right. I don't need no tendin' to. I can do it myself.
3: Now listen here. Captain Banks gave me an order and I'll be seeing it through. So stop your... What the... Damn me. You're not a cabin boy. Do at last you are. I
2: told you, I don't need your tendin' to me. Now get your stinking hands off me. Bloody hell. A girl on board... Captain Banks is not going to be happy to hear this? Then don't tell him. Nobody knew my secret on the marriage. I know I can walk hard, I ain't no lone lover. I can hide, I can shoot. And I happen to know where Captain Harmon hid his valuables, and you ain't fountain yet.
3: What's that then?
2: Spanish silver, lots of it. You'll find the silver bit and the false bottom in the shaving kit. I know all his hiding places.
3: Easy enough to find that.
2: You say there's more. Promise me. You ought to tell nobody about me. I'll tell you when more is. Just make sure everything belonging to me makes it off for Mary Jane.
3: I'll be checking the shaving kit before I make any promises. What do they call you?
2: Scrubber. That's the work they have me doing.
3: All right, Scrubber. We'll talk some more soon. You lay back and keep them benches on tight. I'll keep the rest of them men off you for now. Captain, you asked me to come to your cabin?
4: Yes. Have a seat, sweet locks. Have a drink with me.
3: Thank you, Captain Thanks. I'll drink to the new and mighty rover on the seas. Here's to
4: Rufflin' Harry! Aye. The two new sailors have been pulling their weight. The cabin boy as well. Guess we'll let them live so long as they do their share.
3: Aye. The cabin boy will make a good pirate one day. Clever little
4: bugger. Better find a more intimidating name than Scrubber. Aye, not very frightening, is it? It's been almost two years now we've been sailing together and flying the Jolly Roger. We're almost as well known as the Happy
3: Delivery. From the Bahamas to the leewards to the windwards. You're just as terrifying as Sharky. Shame we never met him. Ah, but you've met him, haven't you? I sailed with Sharky and his crew right up until the Spanish leper lady touched him with her scaly hands.
4: You left the happy delivery after that.
3: I, There was too many that wanted to be captain, and none qualified except for me, and
4: I didn't want it. Yet you still take to pirating, just not with that bunch. I,
3: I knew your name when I hired on, an, and I knew your story. I saw vengeance in your eyes, so I knowed this was no ordinary merchant vessel going slaving. Were you sailing with Sharky
4: when my Gloria and the boys were murdered?
3: I was not. When was that, Nine, ten years ago?
4: 10 years, two months, and 11 days. First seven years, I drank myself stupid every day, but I couldn't drown my anger. After that, I started looking for Sharky.
3: I didn't meet up with them until about a year after they'd done the Duchess of Cornwall. I've done my share of murdering, but never no innocent woman. How'd you become a member of Sharky's crew? I got shanghaied in a public house in Liverpool when I was 17. I woke up on the happy delivery and was coerced into becoming the man that I am.
4: Maybe we both seek revenge on John Sharkey, then. We'll head for Cuba and careen the ship. Better luck finding Sharkey this next year, maybe.
3: You called me down below decks. Tell me where to find another Harmon's hidden boodle.
2: You're done as you said. You haven't told nobody about me, so yeah?
3: Well, tell me, girl.
2: There's some coins in the velvet lining of the wooden box with the glare glasses in it. They're all wrapped up in cloth so not to make a noise.
3: I was just in there having dinner with Captain Banks. I saw that box on the sideboard.
2: That's the one. It shouldn't be too hard to get in there and get it. I can say I was told to polish the glasses.
3: Ah, that'll work. Take them into the galley and I'll meet you there. Do it after the captain has had his dinner.
2: We'll be in Cuba in a few days. I want to leave the ship. Help me, and I'll tell you where the rest of Armand's treasures are hidden.
3: You're taking some for yourself, right?
2: Only what I need until I can find a job on a regular
3: ship. I'll help you. You're just a wee lass, and this ship is no place for you to be. Now go in there and serve Captain Banks' dinner, then meet me in the galley with that box. Look sharp, men. there's a clear and sunny morning, with a good wind out the east. We'll be eating Cuban and barbacoa by nightfall. Captain Banks, there's a ship careening over there already.
4: Hand me the glass, Israel. Mm, there sure is, and it's the happy delivery. Finally we meet. Do you hear that, sweet lox? Sharky is careening in the cove.
3: Hi, Captain Banks. You'll finally meet the
4: man himself. Now hoist the green ensign flag and lower the boat so I may pay Sharky a visit. Aye, Captain.
3: Got your things bundled and ready to go, girl? Yes. An opportunity should come in the next day or two. If Banks and Sharky don't start trying to kill each other right off, if they do, go over the side and swim for shore now. Got it?
2: I. but what about sharks?
3: Walk among a bloody band of devils every day, and you're worried about sharks? If it comes to that, you'll just have to take your chance.
0: Sink you for a poacher! I will drive you within an inch of your life and that inch also! What mean you by fishing in my waters!
4: I am glad that we are of one mind, for I am myself of opinion that the seas are not large enough for the two of us. But if you will come down from the gun you're polishing, take your sword and pistols and come down a sandbank with me, then the world will be rid of a damned villain whichever way it
0: goes. Now you're talking. I've not met many who could look John Sharky in the eyes and speak with a full breath. Hey, the devil seize me if I do not choose you as a partner in piracy, eh? If you play me false, then I will come aboard of you and gut you upon your own poop. And I pledge you the same. ha! <laughs> this is either the start of a beautiful friendship, or a terrible rivalry. Indeed, it's one or the other. What be your name, you bloody rascal? I am Captain Copley-Fanks. Huh, I see you've got me old friend Marcus Sweetlocks among your ranks. I spied him in my glass earlier, that big, red-headed brute. I know him to be a worthy sailor and a merciless fighter. How'd you come by him?
4: He was looking for work, back when I was still a respectable merchant.
0: Well, we shall all drink to your timely corruption tonight. Tell your men to bring the ship in for careening.
3: All right, girl. After that meal, you're all too drunk to notice that you've gone. Let's get out of here a while the getting's good.
2: I'm glad I got to eat first. I put some of the meat in my bag for later. And here's this. A list of iron places Armin put his silver in. You can read it, can't you?
3: I can read some.
2: Good. I crossed out what we already got. The biggest lot of it is so in Armand's fancy coat. It's too small for Captain Banks to wear. It's in his locker.
3: Easy now. What about you? Have you got enough to get by? I do. Take my knife, in case you need to protect yourself. Follow the footpath into town. My advice is don't ever get back on a pirate ship. You won't be able to hide the fact that you're a girl, much longer.
2: Thank you, sweet locks. I won't ever forget you helped me.
3: I never asked before. What's your name, girl?
2: Mary Read.
3: Well, goodbye, Mary Read. And good luck to you. Has anyone seen the bloody cabin boy? Or did that little scrubber desert us?
1: Haven't seen him since last night while we was in Barbacoa on the island.
3: He wasn't
4: on the ship last night when we all returned. Come to think of it, I haven't seen him either.
3: Could he be on the happy delivery? I doubt it. He didn't seem too pleased with that lot. His things ain't in his hammock. Little bugger likely went into town. We can't risk going after him.
4: Well if our scrubber has left us, it's probably for the best. He's too young for this life.
3: Aye, Captain. That's the truth.
0: Well, Captain Banks, here's to a fine partnership. It's been a profitable summer since we joined forces. All of New England and Newfoundland shivers at the mention of our names now. T'was I who captured
4: the Liverpool ship House of Hanover. But you who fastened her master to the windlass and pelted him to death with empty claret bottles.
0: <laughs> it was both of us what engaged the king's ship, Royal Fortune. That was some
4: good sport. Got to give our crews credit for that victory, though. They were drunk and naked when the king's ship set upon us, having just got warm enough to wash anything.
0: Naked as jaybirds they were, but they all got to their weapons fast enough.
4: That they did, and the bloody kingsmen couldn't believe their eyes.
0: Good lads they are. We refit in North Carolina in half the time it usually takes. Now we're ready for a long cruise down the West Indies.
4: To new adventures!
0: And to you, Captain Banks, a whole-hearted villain and a man of metal.
4: What say you to a last night of carousing aboard the Ruffling Harry before we set sail once more?
0: That is a fine idea, Captain Banks.
4: Who shall join us?
0: I say let's have Ned Galloway (laughs) Sweet Lux and old Israel Martin with us. Have the cook prepare a
4: meal. I and my mute steward, Silent Sam, will wait on all of us.
0: Speaking of the mute, get over here and fill our glasses, dummy. That'll teach you to be too slow. Keep these glasses full, man. i will split your throat. Easy now, John. He's
4: a good man.
0: <coughs> Very well. He seems kind of stupid to me and maybe a bit familiar. Do I know you from somewhere, quiet one?
4: I doubt it. Picked up Sam in London town. He's been a butler in one of the big houses before it burned to the ground.
0: Well, well, well. Butler in a high house in London. Fetch us some more bread from the galley, butler Sam. Hey, Captain Sharky, you're sweating buckets in this heat. Here, let me take your jacket and your pistols. What's the matter, Galloway? Where it'll start shooting crosswise under the table again. Go on, take him, take him. Another drink, quick.
6: That'll be all for me, boys. Just gonna lay my head down for a bit.
3: I'm going to be bed but I still can walk, gents. See you on the morrow. I've got to go, too. Can't drink no more. Captain Sharky, I wonder, do you
4: remember the Duchess of Cornwall? Hailing from London, which you took and sank ten years ago off the Statira Shoal.
0: Oh, curse me if I can remember their names in mine. We many as ten ships a week in about that time. There
4: was a mother and two sons among the passengers. Maybe that will bring it back
0: to your mind. <laughs> oh, but would burn me if it had not slipped from my mind. How came you to think of it? It was of interest to me, for the woman was my wife,
4: Gloria, and the lads were my only son. Uh, uh, Ned, Ned, wake up!
0: There's that villainy afoot there! Ned, help! Ned!
4: Don't pull too hard on that noose around uh, Sharky's neck, Sam. I don't want him to die yet. Here, let us tie him to the powder barrel. That's right. Stuff the rag in his mouth so he doesn't wake them. Now, Sam, stove in the top of the barrel and we'll make a line of gunpowder. Let's roll him in front of the gun. Help me, Sam. There, just about a foot in front of the gun. Pour the powder line all the way over to where Galloway is sleeping. Say, what the devil's going on here? you are efficient as well as quiet. Silent Sam be a good name for you. Now, help me keep Sharky still. I should like him to suffer more than Galloway just did. Now, you bloody devil, you must listen to what I have to say to you, for they are the last words that you will ever hear. You are my man now, and I have bought you at a price, for I have given all that a man can give here in this life, and my soul as well. To reach you, I have had to sink to your level. For two years, I strove against it, hoping that some other way might come. But I learned that there was no other way. I have robbed and I have murdered. Worse still, I have laughed and lived with you, and all for the one end. And now my time has come, and you will die as I would have you die, seeing the shadow creeping slowly upon you and the devil waiting for you in the shadow. You've made others look death in the face, Sharky. Now it has come to be your own turn. You and these swine here shall go together. It's off to hell with you, John Sharkey and Company, or surely we shall meet again.
3: That'll be all for me, boys. I'm just gonna lay my
6: head down for bits. Come on, quit your john and go home. You've had enough to drink for one night.
1: Ah, come on, lass. It's early. Me and my friend here are drinking in the honor of the death of Captain John Sharky. Ain't you heard the scuttlebutt? What about Captain Sharky? That mean old pirate come on last sit down and have a pint yourself and i'll tell you the tale this was captain sharky scourge of the caribbean written by arthur conan doyle adapted for radio by sandra hamilton in the cast was eric thomas as copley banks inesencio valderrama as sweetlocks bob helling as israel martin Tristan Johnson as Cabin Boy, Dave Anderson as Captain Sharkey, Dave Johnson as Manager Freeman, Joseph McGuire as the Old Salt, Beth Greater X as the Barmaid, Roy Nessel as the Sailor Mary Jane One, Jim Galan as Harbormaster, Julie Creelman as Woman, Daryl Payton as Ned Galloway, and Steve Chambers as Captain Ferguson. I'm your announcer, Charles McDonald sound design and dialogue editing Jay Charles. Recording technician Caitlin Newman. Recording engineer Roberta Wiley. Produced and directed by Joseph C. McGuire. Recorded in partnership at KSVR Studios in Mount Vernon, Washington.
3: This is a Radio Theater Project Presentation.